Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on rest culture as i say joined by michael hamlet though and sir we are gathered here we are socially distanced here today to talk about john cena returning to wwe very exciting this yeah it is um cena has wisely i would suggest staying stayed away from the product since losing the firefly funhouse match at wrestlemania um it's helped sell the significance of that defeat. This is at WrestleMania 36, of course, a year and a half ago. Um, and when you don't need to, why would you wrestle in the likes of the Thunderdome rather than big full arenas or even in the case of WrestleMania 37, like a half full football stadium? Why not not really make yourself part of the furniture in what will be an era that I imagine WWE will want to, people to forget most of almost yeah. as soon as it's concluded? There will be, of course some fond memories um, isolated to like very specific feuds or wrestlers. But for the most part, they'll be looking to pick right up from about February 2020 as soon as they possibly can and just pretend there's like one scene missing that accounts for well over a year. Michael uh, going, the WWE Performance Center sucked and we put a lot of screens in and it didn't suck no more. <laughs> Something happened and they really sucked, but then a bunch of people got some needles in their arms and it didn't suck no more. Um, <laughs> yeah, he will at least... Seen it other than uh, like a fabulous near career saving performance alongside Bray Wyatt has made no more memories in this era. So it's if anything, he will probably be one of the people that is associated with the return of the normal. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty nice spot to be in. He might have played an absolute blinder here. According to the latest reports that we read over the weekend, uh, Wrestling Observer, in fact, reporting Cena could be uh, back on WWE in time for the 16th of July edition of SmackDown. And that date will, will ring true in your mind because it's the, the first televised WWE show with a crowd or, or you know, pr- 
properly planned out with a crowd in Texas. It's, it's the Friday ahead of Money in the Bank weekend, and we'll talk about Cena's potential involvement in that uh, very soon. But yeah, it does feel like an open goal that if you are going to bring John Cena back, you bring him back when fans are first back and, well, blow the roof off the place. Yeah, the whole like the whole idea of this SmackDown as well. We know that obviously now SmackDown is the the current flagship for all Raw's, the, the legacy show. SmackDown's where most of the money's made. Fox are the people that need to be pleased the most. Um, so you would think that they would love that too. The marketing campaign WWE could build around whatever they were going to brand it. They'll, they'll you know they'll call it something, but this this effective this return, you know, it's what it'll be. It's like everything's going back to normal night finally. Um, I wouldn't expect it to just be John Cena. I would expect them to do what they normally do in these situations and load it up with the names. Um, Cena will be different than, I don't know, your Hogan's or whoever, because it feels likely that he'll be involved in something or he'll want to like, get a little bit physical with somebody as a way to tease something else, perhaps. Um, yeah, I would, I would well anticipate that July show to be loaded with legends, to be almost like themed around the fact that mm. this is a big comeback. WWE have saved the world again. Um, and I, the number will be a monster, so Fox will be happy with it. And it might um, provide SmackDown at least, probably not Raw, but SmackDown at least, with like some nice momentum going into the summer as well, yeah. knowing that there are more. This is not just a WrestleMania than see you back at the Thunderdome. This is crowds here, crowds next week too. You can actually start thinking about the like more than just this one novelty show. Yeah, I mean, it's just worryingly lending more credence to the optimistic side of my brain that goes maybe w will change and be mint after crowds <laughs> return they're going to come back on that that friday smackdown we've got money in the bank uh on the sunday and the roar afterwards all taking place in uh, texas i believe if i'm not mistaken um yeah i can very easily see wwe's advertising campaign wwe universe we can't wait to see you back at the shows well what about the guy you can't see well john cena's gonna be there and you're gonna be able to see him i promise <laughs> Um, so do you think this is, I want to talk more about potentially who we could interact with on that SmackDown and fantasy booking that, and maybe even involvement in money in the bank. But before we get to all that, do you think this could be a return to maybe not necessarily full, full time wrestling, but, you know, seeing him in a ring more regularly than, than we have been. Maybe, um, you know, everything we're going to talk about on podcasts like these is, is just speculation without knowing mm. the, you know, the, the schedule of John Cena outside of wrestling. But to my mind, if you're able to juggle various professions, as John Cena does as an actor in films, as a television presenter now, as a kind of like commercial voiceovers and all the other things he's managed to do author? away from wrestling. Author, of course. It strikes me that he would have, if he wants to do more, he'll have just built in time to do it. It'll be, he won't be coming back to be this full-time wrestler. I'll see you out on the road, blah, blah, blah. But I could well see him diarying in three or four months, let's say. So if you think the example I would point to would be the, ultimately it was the run to WrestleMania where he fought The Undertaker. But that run where he came back for what felt like, ultimately just to try and destroy anybody's hopes of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. He'd worked um, a Survivor Series on Team SmackDown as if he ever wears red or blue when there's neon shirts to be wearing. And then he said, oh, I'll be in the Royal Rumble while I'm here. And then didn't win that. And then just had like all these great matches, had that quality um, like match. I think it was like the, the February pay-per-view where it was his last chance to try and win the belt, that sort of thing. And oh, like, yeah. all right, I've got, got now else to do. 
have had an Undertaker. Let's let's do that. And then we got the Undertaker match, and then he was tombstoned, and he disappeared again for a bit. That was nobody was sort of viewing that as John Cena is back as a full timer, mm. but it felt like he was there to kind of see something through. It felt like it wasn't, oh, just thanks for coming to Legends Night, see you again in eight months. I could well see John Cena looking at this as a chance to, as we say, like in front of crowds. And if WWE probably want to pay quite a lot for him to be a draw for those shows, they'll they'll want to sell all of these events out. They'll Mm -hmm. desperately want to do that. Cena is a a proven draw at the box office still. Um, Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll just be like the terms of an agreement. Maybe it'll just be, I'm going to come back in July for SmackDown. I'll probably be out of your hair after SummerSlam. But we can have a lot of fun in that time. We can, I can get some guys over. I could work that one major program for SummerSlam or whatever it is. Um, that seems to me to be the smart way to use a guy like Cena anyway. Because mm. if he gets an injury now or if he gets a knock, it's going to be exactly like what happened when The Rock got an injury. That kind of like cold reminder of, oh yeah, this can actually happen when I do this. Mm. And now my filming schedule has been knocked back. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And we kind of got The Rock. Then we lost him again. And I just sort of think like John Cena at this point in his career probably won't want to be returning to do a thing for fun that then results in other work being mm. ruined by something daft. Oh, I've, I've torn my hamstring, so I can't film Wipeout. It's probably, <laughs> you know, like wrestling maybe like to that extreme probably isn't in his best interest at this point. Yeah, intriguing. It's just, what, mid-July, you'd assume sometimes around sort of late August time because mm. of it's a nice little, you know, six-week run or whatever it may be. And, uh, yeah. well, we've got we've got some fantasy booking we will get to in due course. Uh, before we get on to, yeah, what he could do or who he could work with or anything like that, any chance this impacts or involves Bray Wyatt whatsoever? I know he's t- seen us talked about it in his, uh, you know, interviews talking about returning to WWE. Um, I don't know. It's Bray Wyatt... Like, John Cena coming back and no-selling what happened to him at Firefly Funhouse wouldn't even make a list of 10 things that have buried the Bray Wyatt <laughs> character. There has been so many. So I don't think, you know, it's like if the Firefly Funhouse, when it looked like a perfect recovery, turned out to actually be a perfect recovery, and he'd since gone on and had this amazing, The Fiend had had this incredible year ever since, and it was like John Cena was the big turning point for the character, then I think you'd have to tread carefully with it and you'd have to show respect to what happened that night. Instead, you can probably do it as a one-off thing. And maybe every now and then, if Cena can be asked, or if like there's enough like criticism towards, oh, you're not selling that thing, maybe Cena can appear a little bit weaker and maybe he has to get his mojo back or something like that because he doesn't know if he still got it because Bray Wyatt took him to places and the Fiend changes people and blah, blah, blah. But like they, they can just do that sort of, the Fiend changes people, but not loads. He's still all right. Like, <laughs> Definitely changed. He's lost a step. Is it because he's like in his 40s now and he's done this for 20 years or is it because of the feed? Well, I'll let you decide. But like <laughs> they, could, they could they could tiptoe near it without it. I, I don't think at this point it damages anything about the legacy of that match if Cena yeah. kind of comes back. You know, it's not like the old days where he could lose a pay-per-view main event and lose his title and then come out and roar and grin 24 hours later. It's been like, it's been like 16 months. Like that's a maybe I don't know how like fiend mechanics work. Maybe that's a reasonable recovery time from like losing to a sister Abigail in an alternate like universe in a different dimension. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Before we go any further though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So we mentioned he's returning the Friday ahead of Money in the Bank. Could he like? Is it always, WWE does that. We're all we moan about. He does have this tendency of like, right? We'll try now, and then they give you like all the best things all in one go. There's a strong part of me that thinks that even though I sincerely doubt they're going to struggle to a sell out Money in the Bank and b get an audience for Money in the Bank because it's a it's Money in the Bank and b it's Money in the Bank with crowds, which we haven't had like you say since WrestleMania, and that's bloody WrestleMania. But there is a bit of me that thinks he comes out and goes, wow, it's great to be back in WWE. I'll be in the Money in the Bank ladder match on Sunday. What do you reckon? Yeah, I really like it. Um, the more I thought about it, like before we sat down and did this podcast and I was sort of thinking about potential opponents and stuff like that, I think that's a perfect way to reintroduce him, is to put him in the Money in the Bank match. Because it's not a match he needs to win. It's a match that several newer faces that have never really interacted with John Cena could do so without you having to give away a big singles match. So let's just say that, like, if it's a six-man match and Cena's part of that, theoretically, all five other men could be people that he's never properly faced before. Mm -hmm. And yet you're not giving away a singles match with any of them. You're instead just getting so-and-so interacts with Cena, so-and-so interacts with Cena. They would probably do the bit where Cena enters last and then the the five of them try and team up on him at the start of the match, you know, Mm -hmm. to try and get him out of it because they see him as a threat. He's perceived as one still. Um, I really like it. I think it, like sets up a potential feud for him coming off the back of that pay-per-view. It even sets up something nice for that night because we've talked about the various words, but I think this might have been a Sidgwick pitch. And I'm going back to like, the darkest days of the pandemic, like sort of March, April, 2020, um, when 
we were all coming to the realization that just crowds coming back was going to be a long, long time away. So like you weren't necessarily just going to get this magic wand fix. Um, and we've had WrestleMania, so we have had crowds coming back. This is not going to be like the first first, but as you've said, WWE can market that a different way. Baron Corbin or a similar like irritant heel being the one to get that first reaction and then say, oh, and by the way, I know that you're here for, you've come here, you know, finally come back to these arenas. You only come back to see me. Um, well, let me tell you, you can't see me or something like that because I'm going to go away again. And then that's this line trick is out John Cena. And he FU's him through 48 tables and then Baron Corbin's out, <laughs> out, out of money in the bank. And uh, Cena drops right in because Sonia Deville thinks it's like, you know, it's smart business move or something like that. And then just getting that way. Sami Zayn even could say like, uh, you know, I think it's a conspiracy that I've not been including the money in the bank on Sunday. And then John Cena interrupts him. And then as he's walking up the steps, he mocks his pose like that time when Sami Zayn separated his shoulder, doing it to John Cena. Now I'm answering your open challenge like you answered mine and all that. And like, there's just, there's good heels. He can mm. like actually, actually adjustments some heels through 48 tables um, as a way to get into that match. I, I, I really, really like the idea of John Cena versus six of your favourites and none of them, and you're giving away zero matches in doing so. Well, you talk about good heels as the greatest heel in WWE right now on SmackDown. And I think if he's coming back, as much as I've sat here and gone, oh, maybe it's Edge. Maybe you do Edge. Maybe you do the Big E world title match at SummerSlam. I think, I mean, WWE aren't struggling now. Still releasing people. But I think... You could have a gold-plated Thunderdome if you do Roman Reigns versus John Cena at SummerSlam. And, Michael Hampler, I think I've even got the way you get there. I love the idea. First of all, first and foremost, just to, to cover off what we talked about there, absolutely have him interact with, you know, this is very going to sound very dismissive of them, but a lower card heel, whether it be, you know, uh, Baron Corbin or Sami Zayn, or Apollo Crews, it won't be Apollo Crews, but, you know, or Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, because that's just easy stuff of, well, we can have Cena and we can have him in a tag match just to ease him back into it with Dominic Mysterio, although I think by our booking, oh no, no, actually, he turns heel on Sunday, doesn't he? So Dominic would be all right to, what? oh my oh, God, what if he comes back and Cena tags with Ray and Dominic's just on the outside going, you, you what? What's this? Well, well, Wilborn, I must cut in here because what would one of our podcasts be if we weren't talking about our favourite storyline? Over the weekend, it was brought to my attention by one of like our listeners on Twitter that could Roman Reigns just once have been having the conversation with Dominic in terms of who exactly poisons his mind? Mm-hmm. Just like he had that conversation with uh, Apollo Crews and just like he had interactions with Jey Uso and is now having them with Jimmy Uso, could Roman Reigns be the one to get to Dominic before like before the turn, just that one time. And then just make him realise that, just think about who your family really are, Dominic. Sometimes it's not your father, but maybe a father figure. We'll see you later. And uh, that could be it. That could be the moment. So, so bye. Good for God. Just thought, what if Dominic, like we always talk about this, I've realised we've gone on a complete tangent here, but we always talk about the fact that just make your heels have a, just a semblance of sense <laughs> in their justification for why they did it. What if Dominic's, maybe not injured, but Dominic, he's not there. Something's happened. 
or he's just you know he's not he's not going to wrestle and Ray's tagging with with Cena. That'd be Rey Mysterio tagging with the man who took the WWE Championship off him after an hour. Is it? Yeah, the minute, the minute it's now. It's fine. It's all right. It's okay. But that's the point. Is he's like, what are you doing, Dad? Why are you tagging with mm. him? He's a knobhead. Anyway, disregarding all that, let's have some fun with some heels on SmackDown, obviously. Or just a, an AA or an FU or whatever you want to call it. Sunday rolls around, like you say. He's in the money in the bank ladder like match. I think that's. I think it's just an open goal. And you can, you know, have him be jumped beforehand if you want to just, you know, protect him and not have him do too much. And fans will understand. Anyway, late, we're late in the match. And oh my God, as much as I'll be like, oh, don't, don't actually let him win it. But okay, John Cena is climbing that ladder. Everyone else is down. Your, your biggies, your, I don't know, Alistair Blacks, I should probably book someone from Raw. Keith Lee, they're all laid out. John Cena, he's got an open goal. He's got a clear route to the title. And he's there. He's got his hand on the briefcase. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The ladder falls over. He's ticked off the ladder. By Jey Uso, because Roman oh. Reigns does not want John Cena hanging around with an automatic title cash-in. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it is off to the races. Roman Reigns, John Cena, SummerSlam, and guess what? Copy-paste what Brock Lesnar did to John Cena, because he can piss off back to doing Fast and Furious or whatever he wants to do. I love you, John, but off you go, pal, because the head of the table's here, and he's brought... Ground and pound, or pound and ground, if you might. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I, um, John Cena and Roman Reigns, uh, like, it feels cliche to say it, but it's a WrestleMania main event. If they want to deliver that at SummerSlam instead, uh, this version of it more than ever, because the original attempt to get Roman Reigns over as the next guy, like, to like, present him as a made man by virtue of beating John Cena at what I believe was No Mercy 2017. Mm-hmm. But you remember, the, the one that was set up with those worksheet promos that were just terrible. Um, <laughs> the match wasn't even that good. The That like that passing of the torch was so transparent that the torch went out before he managed to hand it over. Mm-hmm. Um, the match just simply wasn't memorable enough. Nobody came away from that thinking, oh, oh well, now you've done that. Now I'll buy Roman Reigns as he shot baby face. That was, <laughs> so that was all it just didn't land. Um, this would be totally different in much the same way that um, the way that Rowan went over Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and everybody, myself included, were looking at finishes that involved Roman losing the title without him actually being pinned or people that were being put in triple threat matches because somebody needed to be protected. He stacked them both up and pinned them. Like that was, <laughs> that was as big a sort of mark of his dominance and the commitment from WWE to remind us all, no, no, this is not just... Like, this is not just that guy that you didn't like a few years ago. This is our guy, and he will be for, like, as long as we want. He is now finally in the position where people will buy. That scene of victory is meaningful. Like, if he, as you say, Brock Lesnar's John Cena at SummerSlam, um, it will it will register in a way that any attempt at doing that several years early wouldn't have done. I, I, I love John Cena versus Roman Reigns. My gut tells me that they would save it for WrestleMania However, they're going to want to shift whatever it is, 15 to 20,000 tickets to SummerSlam. There, there's going to be a certain vanity about the bookings of these first shows and about the need to sell them out. The public are not, it is not what we once thought where everybody's going to race back out to wrestling shows. AEW have not, think about all the sellouts AEW always used to get, and they've not yet shifted every seat 
in Daly's place for double or nothing. It's there's a thirst, but it, obviously it comes with certain risks or worries, or people just aren't yet sort of like certain they want to leave the house, even in Florida. Um, WWE are going to want as best as they can to try and sell these shows out. You've just come up with the biggest box office main event they have in the whole company. So why would they not potentially book that for SummerSlam? And and I know you know you and I sit here on a weekly basis and say, oh, this is great. This is WrestleMania. Where they say this to WrestleMania, but we know nowadays that doesn't happen. Mm. Sasha Banks and Bailey, perfect example. We were fantasy booking it in like May, going, well, next <laughs> WrestleMania, they, they can save it and do this. They don't do that anymore. However, WWE fans are brains are trained to think, well, if they're doing that now, what have they got? And if you yeah. pull the trigger on Cena versus Roman. You know, not to be too hyperbolic, but you probably, aside from, you know, what would be a really nice organic build of like Big E wins the Royal Rumble and we just do what we were hoping. If not that, your fans go, well, it's either The Rock or it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. bonkers, but it's like the springboard of John Cena being utilised at SummerSlam. And even though that may well just be the case that they've only got him for these six weeks or whatever, and then he's off to write more books or do... the, the His role in the Suicide Squad does genuinely look really good, to be fair. <laughs> his, his acting career. But, yeah, it's just... I don't know. We were talking about the fact that, you know, we've been out and gone for drinks with with friends and stuff recently. It does feel like... There's a huge light at the end of the tunnel and, and John Cena mm. returning to WWE. Whether you were a fan of him back in the day or not, like him coming back sort of does signal, pamphlet that we're nearly there and things are almost back to normal. And he'll probably <laughs> just... That may mean the only thing that would make it better is if he just beat Alice Black in five minutes. And then it was like, oh, <laughs> back, back to the old normal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that'd be a real shock to the system, wouldn't it? Is that everybody genuinely thinks, oh yeah, this you're right, that sense of optimism that comes with that, like and then you're reminded what that used to sound like when you just seen your favorite wrestler get absolutely flattened and had the like had the finisher no sold or something back in 2011. Yeah, could go both ways. Um it's exciting on the surface. It's very exciting on the surface. Mm. I've done it again. We've done it again. Fantasy book something if it doesn't happen. I mean, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be less annoyed. If this doesn't happen, then if Dominic Sirius doesn't like to trade his dad on the rampant money in the bank on Father's Day. But (laughs) just keep, honestly, mate, we've got the million dollar championship coming to NXT. So if we just keep speaking about it, we'll we'll will it into existence. You're right. That's how these things work, isn't it? Well, then I should have gone more obvious to begin with. Slapjack. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's out there now. It's out there. You can't see me. Why? Because I got a paper plate on my face. Like, There's uh, someone on this show that I've got a bit of history with. He's got one name, and we haven't seen him for a while. Slapjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff! Well, let us know uh, your thoughts uh, and fantasy booking of John Cena returning to WWE on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Well, I say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Michael Hamper. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.